name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Our financial awareness and a living a self-aware lifestyle, which has of course evolved over time. Although I think I started self-awareness from my first breath, just as all of us have. And then it gets layered on by life. And then we have to kind of figure out how to dig ourselves out of what our environments and society have influenced on us and what we've kind of said, this is me, but in reality, it's, it's not, you know, so you got to kind of get down into that deep, dirty stuff and get rid of the things and find out who you really are and make your best decisions for your highest self. So financial awareness. I had a friend one time, a long, long time ago, my first marriage. Yes, it was a domestic violence situation. He made six figures and this was in the early nineties. So that was great money in the early nineties. And yet we never had any money. And a good friend of mine who always seemed to have all kinds of money brought to my attention that I was such a control monger about money and it was out of fear i needed that stability that i would hold on to money like if you imagined sand as money and you hold it i would hold it in my hands like this well when you do that and if you had sand in your hand right it's going to come out of your hands it's going to fall out you're going to lose a lot but you're gripping onto that little bit that's in there but also if you do this with it now it's free and open for anything and you don't have any boundaries around it. But if I learn to cup it, respect it, be aware of it, pay attention to it, like my partner, my spouse, you know, somebody I really, really loved and paid attention and considered it, it considered me back. When I started doing that, I began to really employ, and I'm going to give you a little bit, Lois touched on a little bit, but I had to, in my self-awareness journey, I always look for well, when did that start? Why did I, when did I begin to feel that way? What had me think that? And so why did financial awareness become the core foundation for me? And I really think everybody and how to have and live a fully self-actualized living from your highest self lifestyle. Let's say, so I was this really kind of transcendentalist child, kind of a strange kid, blah, blah, blah. Never even had two dimes to rub together unless somebody gave me a quarter to go to the store and buy some gum. But I didn't know how to generate money. I didn't have any interest in money. I wasn't getting any money education. But at the age of 15, I got one quick. I, my parents divorced. My mother moved out. My mother is the one who paid the bills. I won't say she handled or managed the finances. She just paid the bills. My, funding, my family didn't have a financial education or path. 
or understanding of how growing money. So here I was at 15 and all of it got put on my shoulders. So that became kind of a response for me that I needed to be able to know exactly everything that needed to go where to keep a roof over the head and keep food in my belly and my siblings' bellies. But what that also created was a limitation, fear, and risk, right? I was short-sighted. My father was in the military for 22 years, and basically in the 70s, it was you get a job, you buy a house, you retire, and you die. You don't take a risk with money. So that's part of it. And then, of course, my first marriage, a domestic violence situation, and one of the things that abusers will do is limit and take away your financial ability. But what I used managing the finance as, it was my control arm. It was the only thing I could control, but I still wasn't, I was still afraid to grow it. It was what we had. We had that. And if my husband went out and spent a bunch of money and it put us over the budget, which my budget was just what were the bills that had to be due. It wasn't like a real budget, but I never really expanded. And then I started realizing it as I started coming out of myself and really taking my own life on and creating ways to educate myself financially, become financially literate. I started taking the chance. With that chance, I had eaten my way through this marriage as well. And money is just like a diet. Financial awareness is just like nutritional awareness, right? So when I started taking that account, I found the money to hire a dietitian, lost 80 pounds, and then I lost 250 more pounds because I divorced that husband. I left with nothing in my pocket, except for child support, nothing. The courts wouldn't give me anything, didn't matter, etc. And I was thrown into a world, a nonprofit world. It was for child abuse. So I, I did that because it was good for my heart and I needed to have that support too. I was surrounded by ultra wealthy people here in Houston, the movers and the shakers. And I became friends and started listening and educating myself on how they created generational legacies of money and a better landing place in their moves. Some of the moves, morally, I didn't want to do. Too gray-lined, too selfish, too greedy. But I submersed myself in the environment of how and what I wanted. But I had to ask myself, what do I want? What do I not want? And I also had to be very, very honest with myself when I was lying to myself about why I spent money or why I was this or that way. Just the same way with the diet, right, or a new eating lifestyle, because I don't like the word diet, but an eating lifestyle, you'll go. And if you make yourself feel really, really deprived, you'll go and binge. And I did that after I got fired from this nonprofit, a wealthy lady didn't like me. She had me fired two days before Christmas. And I went and spent a thousand dollars on clothes. Why? Self-sabotage myself. But I had to really get real and honest with myself as to what I was doing. So in that, I also, you know, I, I came out of that marriage and I really took life on and I really started listening to what other people were doing. And I would look and say, well, what are they doing? How are they doing that? And then I would apply it to myself and ask myself very, very self-aware questions. Is that possible for me? What am I afraid of if I do that? Why do I think that I don't have the same things that they have? One of the businesses that I started, I literally started off a phone call. Somebody called me after the Christmas tree lots and asked, do you do commercial holiday decor? And I went, sure we do. And then I Googled how to hang a 50 foot wreath off the side of a high rise building. Didn't cost me a dime to start that business. And that business was a 300% markup. 
It just made money on top of money. So I had to be open and willing to take a risk. But in that, I met people who were business mentors um, to me and finance mentors to me. And I had to be open to their information, run it through my filters, and then be able to take the chance and risk to apply those things. With that, I started to see that everything that I observed, if I looked to see when was I afraid and what was I afraid of? Was I afraid of the deal, the person? Was I afraid of, was I good enough to be able to fulfill it? If I knew those things and I could walk powerfully forward. And when I did that, again, in three, in two to three years, I was running three businesses that I'd rolled into a corporation which I would have never have known how to do before if I hadn't reached out to business mentors and people read and raised my financial literacy to be able to even know what I could, should, or shouldn't do and who I shouldn't trust. And just as easily you can fall, just as easily you can fall. But when you remove the worry around money and you put the trust and faith in yourself, does it matter how many times you fall? You can pick yourself back up. So, I really want to roll around to some of these other principles. So if one of the things I want to talk about, and I think it just is important now, and especially around the holiday season, because I've seen a lot of couples, right? One will spend a lot on Christmas. One, you know, doesn't think that all that should be spent. But I think that financial awareness is important for all partnerships, business partnerships, marriages, romantic partnerships, because we all think of how we're entwined in a lot of different ways. How is that partner going to benefit the business? What are they bringing to it skill-wise and everything else? But if you don't know your partner's financial mindset, if you don't know the dealings of your financial business, you may have one person in the partnership that you have act as your CFO. Uh, doesn't matter. Husband, wife, other partner, doesn't matter whatever your domestic partners are. If you don't know what your partner is doing, you are the one not being financially aware. I have seen, let's, we, we can see all day long on Netflix about the Dirty John movies. If you don't know, I have known and have coached and counseled women after domestic violence situations, they didn't know how to write a check. They didn't know where their bank accounts were. Now, these seem simple, but when you start unrolling life, and so let's say your spouse runs a business, you're a married couple. What if they're using your social security number for something? There are some people and some in a partnership, they would be like, oh, well, that's normal. Well, they told me because of this and this and that. You need to know for yourself what's going on in your life financially. When you do that, it's the same thing. I'll go back to the nutritional diet. It's the same thing when you count your calories, what goes in and what goes out. If you make yourself feel so deprived or lost and not aware of what's happening, you'll never see results. And you might be hit with a catastrophic event in reality. Let's say your partner passes away, unfortunately. Will you know how to find everything that you need to find? Will your life be able to have its time and space to grieve and mourn, knowing that you've already put things in place and you've thought about them? You've looked at them. You've learned about them. These are some of the aspects about financial awareness that have been able to provide for me. Last year during the pandemic, I was laid off 
from a very well-paying corporate oil and gas job. Again, I live here in Houston. Do you know that I haven't touched a dime of my own money in the last two years and all of my expenses are still being paid for from residuals that I've created? So I created a buffer and I'm going to tell you just two years ago, I would have thought this buffer didn't even exist, but because I'm so aware and I haven't panicked and I didn't go into a worry state of thinking that I'm limited and this life is limited. Instead, I took account. As soon as I got laid off that day, I created a spreadsheet of all my sources of money, where all my money was, what kind of interest it was earning, what dividends was I getting, etc. If I knew that, then I knew how I could create my future. And that's why financial awareness is so important in the base of a self-awareness lifestyle. Because how many times have you told yourself, if I just had the money, oh, if I just had this, if I just had that, but you have you. It's the greatest gift you've been given. You have you. So when we know ourselves, know thyself, right? We become so self-aware. Our inner peace and our stability exist with ourselves. So I don't know where we're at on time, Lois. Uh, I know that you said about 20 minutes. So I think that I'm around there. So I'm absolutely open for questions or you're, you're still good. You're still good. Um, you're actually, I, I, I went back behind the scenes here around 309. Um, so it's 322. So you, you've got, if you want to go another three to four minutes, um, or we could just open up for questions too, whatever you prefer. Yeah, I can talk about this. I have so many stories. I mean, I just do. And so I have to always tell myself before talks like this, like limit, limit, limit. Um, but I can just say, honestly, when I got divorced, it surprised me. I was so elated to be out of that toxic situation. And even though I didn't have a dime, matter of fact, I had friends who asked me, it was this gay couple and they were moving out into the country because his husband was dying of AIDS and they had this townhouse. And they said to me, Donna, I said I needed a place to rent. And here I had been living in this big home paid for by my husband. And I had no idea what a true expense would be. So they asked me what I could afford in rent. I said, $500. And that's what they rented it to me for. And then they later sold it to me for $25,000 and I made $100,000 on it selling it five years ago. But I just want to say that it was, you know, financial awareness and money is not about wealth or scarcity. I get you can have a abundant mindset or a scarcity mindset. But what I find is that when I'm financially aware and I'm aware in my own life, neither of those mindsets really affect me because I'm a realist. So I'm in the middle living in the present. And that moment when I moved into that townhouse and knew I was free of that environment and free to be anything I wanted, it was the wealthiest I ever felt. And I have gained and lost and gained and lost. And so has everybody else who's ever gained any kind of wealth, promise you. And I just want to reiterate that in that moment, when I actually had nothing, is when I had the most because I had me. Faith and trust and awareness of who I was. And it's not easy. It wasn't perfect. You know, I still had to bump. I, I call it a bumper car kind of life. Uh, let me, after that marriage, I wanted to find out all the things about me. What did I like? What did I not like? What did I want? Why did I want it? With such a curiosity and a thirst 
for life. It's like somebody coming out of a cage, right? And we can all have our own cages. We can have our cages of overworking, our cages of overworrying, our cages of all these responsibilities in life. And we can bust that cage door open and know that we're limitless and still be able to maintain and do all of those things that we need to in life. Obviously, we still have responsibilities, you know, but it shifts and changes when you're in that free space. I used to be the biggest worry warrior. I thought if I worried about it enough or I pushed it enough, I always say I'm a recovering pusher. I'm a recovered pusher. I thought if I pushed hard enough, everything would happen. Oh, it did. But I had a lot of dead bodies to the side. A lot of people I had killed off along the way. Didn't matter if it was a customer service person, whatever. I got what I needed. But did I really get what I needed? Because I left a lot for everybody else with my hammer. And I, so I just really want to reiterate that, you know, financial awareness is the basis. And I have the chakra colors for all of this because a financial awareness lifestyle as you grow will bring about so many things that you can't even imagine. But I'll say, I hear it more than not and even out of my mouth in the past. I wished I could, but I don't have the money. Yeah, we have the ability to have anything we want. There's bartering, there's money to be found. You can make a dime on the corner. And I don't mean in any kind of tawdry way or panhandling way. You can find, I'll tell you another principle that I have. I never leave money left alone. So if I'm walking on the street and there's a penny on the street, I'm picking it up and telling the universe I'm grateful for it. So if you respect the partnership that money has in your life, money is good. 